Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Doctor of Thinkology, Alex King here. Kelly Pretty may or may not be along. We're not really sure, but we'll find out soon. But <laughs> anyway, it's Tuesday, January 22nd, 2019. 4 p.m. in New York, 1 p.m. in Los Angeles, 9 p.m. in London, Sydney, Australia. You're looking at 8 a.m. And wherever you are in the world, thank you for sharing some time with us and joining us for another episode of LOA Today. You are a daily dose of happy. And I can just tell from my uh, preliminary chat with Alex while we were setting everything up, she's happy. She's in a very happy zone, smiles on the face. Aren't I always? Well, today especially, <laughs> it's like you're just, you know, like there's rainbows coming out of your hair, which is not surprising because your hair is always changing color. But today, they're especially coming out. <laughs> well, that's because I had an excellent weekend. An excellent weekend. See, that's not excellent even a good weekend. weekend or a great weekend. That's an excellent weekend. Fantastic. Yes, a very excellent weekend. Anything you can tell us about, or is it all private? I don't want to, you know. Oh, no, it's not private, no. Uh, So Sunday, the Super Bowl, I mean, not the Super Bowl, but the uh, AFC Championships was, happened to be uh, my mother's birthday. No kidding. Oh, wow. Yeah, she turned 65. I don't know if she wants me to say that, but she turned 65, and she looks amazing, so you can't tell. She's already out there. These are the things, Ma. I'm famous. you got to get used to it. Welcome to social media. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) So um, we were going to – we celebrated her birthday. We got – we we went out instead of going to dinner because of the monsoon that happened on Sunday. Uh, We decided we were going to stay in and eat. And so Mike, my boyfriend, decided he was going to go out and buy filet mignon and all this fancy stuff and cook it. Ooh. So while, yeah, so while he was cooking, I was upstairs doing laundry and my dog starts barking. And I'm like, I don't know why my dog is barking. And I'm like, they're doing construction down the street. So something must be has to do with that. Next thing you know, I turn around in my bedroom. My brother shows up out of nowhere and he i'm like oh my god i'm so i'm like freaking out because i haven't seen him since august and he lives in miami so he just popped out of nowhere okay so this is a big deal then yeah we're not talking (laughs) like around the block yeah no no yeah he's like he he was texting us earlier on the group chat and he was like hey did my present get there yet like he was totally (laughs) messing with us and I was like, see, you're the present. And he's like, yeah, I'm the present. I was like, oh, my God. So we ended up having a great dinner. We watched the nail-biter of a game. And, yeah, I got to hang out with my brother this weekend. My brother got to meet Mike, so that was that was a good thing. Good. So it was great. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I can tell why yeah. you're, you're so excited. You had all these great things happening, and your brother's showing up. Yeah. Whoa. I love my brother. I miss him so much. Aww. So it was good to see him. That's nice. Yeah, coming up from Miami, too. That's not a small trip. Not- and it's not a small feat either because he's a very busy man. Like, he owns his own gym. So, oh. to get time off to just surprise us for my mom's birthday is yeah. like, it's a big deal. Big That's deal. pretty special. Your yeah. Mom, so, I, I think that kind of makes up for you uh, outing your mom's age because clearly she's very loved. There's no doubt about that. Well, she looks amazing for her age. That's why I, I can say her age. Oh, okay. Because people are always like, no, <laughs> she's not 65. Stop it. <laughs> I was like, if I'm 35 and she had me, she's got to be up there. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, we were talking before the show about dad jokes. You obviously haven't heard the jokes about, well, you know, I was like nine years old when I had you or something like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we don't play that in my family. You don't play that we, one? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Oh, but that's Here wonderful, though. That's wonderful. So, well, please do wish your mom a happy birthday for me. Yeah, I'm really pleased I will. that, that uh, she had her family around her. That's great. That's, yep. that's really spectacular. And you guys had a great weekend. Had fun watching your game and so forth. So, yeah, sounds really good all the way around. Yep, yep. Now, let's see. We are we have everybody kind of, uh, as usual, you know, crawling in and saying hello and, and uh, saying hello to each other and so forth. And so it's good to see everybody. I don't see any questions popping in yet, so I think we're going to be doing our usual thing of let's see what we can come up with to talk about what kind of questions we can bring up. Um, and okay. I don't know about you. I was actually spending a little bit of time. Uh, oh, is this a question? No, no, it's just another comment. Um, I was spending a little bit of time on Facebook, just kind of peeking around, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of doing some cleanup actually. And while I was cleaning up, I was seeing questions p- popping up into my feed from the various groups that I'm, I'm a member of. 
And uh-huh. I have to say, some of the questions that I was seeing were showing some pretty high levels of dysfunctionality. Uh, people mm. in, you know, bad relationship situations. I mean, there were at least two or three stories. You know how often there are, there are people who are asking, usually younger women, asking, you know, how, how, can, I I, how can I get him back? Well, these were all yeah. stories of they got him back, but it wasn't working, which is not terribly exactly. surprising. You know? Because, you know why that is? Because people mistake the feeling for the person. Mm-hmm. You want that feeling back, but you don't necessarily need that person back to have that feeling. You can have that feeling with somebody else. Exactly. Well, you can have that feeling within yourself, too. That's, yes. the, that's the thing that I keep noticing. They, they're always, what do they call it? Looking for love in all the wrong places. They're yes. looking for love outside of themselves. The yes, love's got to exactly. start inside. If it doesn't start mm-hmm. inside, you don't have a chance outside. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you don't love yourself, what do you bring into the table? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, there's nothing to bring to the table. You have nothing to give exactly. to somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. But nevertheless, I'm seeing a lot of that today, so... Um, we may actually also, well, now she had contacted me about um, when I do the shows with Cindy and, and when uh, um, Cindy's not able to do a show, Dee Dee had indicated she might in, be interested in coming on sometime. But I've been trying to encourage Ooh. her to join us on any of these shows, and I see that she's um, listening. So, Dee Dee, if you feel like coming on to the show, feel free. We'd love to have you come in and talk with us. I'd love to meet you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Oh, yes. Well, Dee Dee just said it right there. People get stuck on people. That's true. Yes. Yes. They do. It's almost like an addiction, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because with an addiction, I mean, with addictions, we're trying to cover up and mask pain. Yeah. That's what addiction is all about, trying to, to mask mm-hmm. pain. And so when you get stuck on somebody else, you're hoping that being stuck on somebody else will somehow relieve the pain. Mm. Right? But it doesn't. It just it just creates another problem. Oh yeah, the creates pain, another layer the to the worse. problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we are laughing at it, which makes us rather sadistic. But it's true. I mean, the pain just gets worse. It just gets worse and worse. <laughs> um, and I I feel like I I'm qualified to laugh because I caused myself twenty years worth of pain. And so you know, if there's anybody who can laugh at it, I certainly can, because I went through it. Um, That's true. But it, I mean. It, it it really first of all it shows just how much we're willing to harm ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We just keep yeah. setting ourselves up over and over and over again, and we don't have to do that. We don't have to be. No, that we don't. No. Uh, now it does sometimes require us to kind of zero in on how we're hurting ourselves. You know, being aware mm-hmm. of it because it's not yes. always obvious. Like I I wasn't even aware at the time that I was automatically assuming that any woman I would meet wasn't going to want to be with me. I didn't realize wow. I was doing that. Yeah. Wow. I was doing that. I was doing it every <laughs> single time, but I didn't, I had never made the mental connection, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that kind of thing can happen. Of course, that's, that's not necessarily the most common thing, but you know, there are lots of things like it, that. that can it happen. happens though. It does happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you can do and what I ended up doing was, uh, you can get help. You can get people to help you. Yep. And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, um, I, I went through therapy for about nine, ten months, and mm-hmm. the therapy actually didn't get to the root of that, believe it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What actually happened is I learned in the therapy that 99 times out of 100, each time that I was feeling like it wasn't going to work out, it was because I thought there was something lacking in me or I was doing something wrong. Mm, you didn't what, love yourself. I didn't love myself, but more than that, I I really believed that... I was just not lovable. I believed mm. that I just could not succeed in a relationship, and there was something about me that was preventing that. What I actually mm-hmm. learned is it wasn't me. Yeah. Well, it was me in the sense that I was just not being kind to myself, but right, right. I, I was getting involved with all these women who, the, the ones who would actually have some kind of relationship, and I barely can call it a relationship, was, <laughs> and I mean that because they didn't last very long. But <laughs> those few who I, I, I had something going on with were the ones who really didn't want to be in a relationship. Mm, okay, so you're choosing the wrong people. Absolutely based the wrong on the people fact completely. that you weren't lovable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was very consistent about it, too. <laughs> 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 and 
what did ultimately uh, make the difference was throwing in the towel. I think I told you about that one time that literally yeah. it got mm-hmm. to the point where it was so painful. I threw in the towel. I was done. And then I met Louise a month later. And yep. just that release of I give up on this whole thing was enough to throw away all that negative momentum I'd built mm-hmm. up and allow yeah. it to come in. Good thing I did. Otherwise, I never would have met her. It wouldn't have happened. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. So even if we can't figure out exactly what it is that we're doing, we don't necessarily have to. All we have to do is, as best we can, follow our heart and yeah. follow it down the best path we can follow it. And when it gets to the point where the pain is too much, then we just change direction. Yep. That's right. Just totally change agree. direction. Yep. And I did, and it worked. And I said, yep. what, what the hell just happened? That, that was my reaction. Like, I don't understand this. I've been trying to hook, to find somebody to, to connect <laughs> with all these years. And all of a sudden, bang, it comes out of thin air. What the heck is that all about? Because I didn't know about law of attraction. I had no idea right. how that worked, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I feel like I go through all that. And, and of course, that came to a, a conclusion almost 20 years ago. And mm-hmm. so I figure, okay, that, that ought to give me, like, a good background for talking to people who are going through it but then i remember what it's like to be in that space and i go yeah. look, to, you know, look at one of the the you know various posts that are out there and look mm-hmm. at the pain that they're in and 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 just kind of imagine what they're going through and what what are their own things that they're doing and so forth and i realized even when you're at the point that i am where i've been through it and i could actually dole out some advice they've got to be able to hear it right i was just going to say that you know that they gotta be, you got to have gotta your listening ears on. If you can't hear it, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, exactly. You've know? you got to be willing to take the advice. Yeah. So. Which anyway. you assume they are because they're asking. You would think so, wouldn't all, you? They're not always, they're not always ready. <laughs> no. No. Interestingly enough, always, even when they're asking for help, they're not ready. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're not always ready to hear the truth truth, you yeah. know? There They're already one... here. I was watching a, a thing on uh, Instagram about a guy who was saying uh, somebody had posted that when you when you get when your wife or your significant other is mad at someone else, she doesn't want you to use logic and reason. She wants you to be mad with her. Yes, so right. It's, like, <laughs> it's kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. There's something wrong with that formula. What is? She was like, she knows the truth. She knows what she needs to do, but right? she doesn't want to hear that at that moment. She always <laughs> wants you to be as equally upset as she is at the same person for the same reason. <laughs> and I laugh so hard because it's kind of true. <laughs> oh, it is. It's very true. Well, actually, one of the people who I had posted that I was I was reading today, um, mm-hmm. they, they had done this this whole sob story. Everything was going wrong. And I mean, literally, there's a long list of things that were going wrong. And, and had gotten mm. a lot of requ- uh, responses on it. A lot of responses I thought were just really off base too. It's like they weren't even listening to what she was saying. But one response yeah. was a pretty good one. It was from somebody who quite clearly had, you know, quite a bit of experience in helping people and so forth. Probably was a coach. Mm-hmm. At one point, the person pointed out that she had was putting out this victim energy, which she was. Mm. You mm-hmm. should have seen the backlash. Oh my Ooh. goodness. Oh, yeah, she touched the nerve. You can't call people a victim these days. <laughs> oh, 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 my goodness. Like, how dare you call me a victim? Now, never mind that I just spent, you know, five paragraphs laying out everything that's wrong in my life. How dare you call me a victim? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, well, okay. So maybe we should call it a self-imposed victim? I mean, I don't know. Sure right. <laughs> how dare you define what I'm doing? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was somebody who really had no interest at all in in fixing whatever the situation was. Right. They just wanted to bitch and complain on, that was on social media. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty much it. So, you know, hey, can't really help them too much, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Who can we help? What kind of uh, uh, questions can we address that are that are useful? I mean, we're going to assume that somebody who's asking the question actually wants to know the answer. I think that's a fair statement, don't you think? I think on our podcast, people who ask the questions are like yeah, legitimately so. looking for answers. Yeah. So let's see. Is there anything coming through here? Um, wow, people are making some really interesting comments to each other, sharing interesting ideas and so forth. I don't really see a question or anything like that. 
Thank you. Uh, Jeffrey says, thank you for the examples of being able to heal and move on to better things. It's not something men admit to. Mm. Facts. Sometimes women, too. But anyway. Don't. Big facts. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> We're only human for We're a little while. Human. We are. Yes, we are. Spiritual beings having that physical experience, and, and we're enjoying yep. every minute of it. So, All right, yep. so let's see. What, what, what can we come up with? Let's do some hypotheticals here. Um, so let's see. Okay, so we can't really go – well, let, let's do the, the inverse of what your weekend is. You had a great weekend, right? You had your I brother did. surprise you. Your, your mom had her birthday. You had a nice party. Mm -hmm. You had the game to watch. All these great things were happening. Let's turn we that. We won the game, by the way. We won the game, even better. <laughs> yeah. We're so, going to the Super Bowl. Fantastic. It was a nail biter. So let's turn it into uh, the inverse of that. And I can recall a post that was kind of similar to this. Nothing's mm -hmm. going right. Um, okay. She's stuck at home. She has no job. Her family mm -hmm. doesn't love her. Um, mm -hmm. She's miserable all the time. She has no boyfriend. She has nothing to do, nowhere to go. What should she do? Okay, well, I would take baby steps and start building, like, little things. Like, like start with, you know, going for a walk or doing something that you like to do. Do something that you enjoy. And then start working towards, okay, maybe, what's a job that I think I would enjoy? And then go out and try to mm -hmm. get it and work from there. Because then you're getting out. And I know it's ironic coming from me telling people to go out, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Everything's better when you go out. Not for me, but for you, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. That's great. So, but yeah, build build upon your baby steps. And once you have a good job that you like, you're you're out and away from your family. That's so it's not causing you so much stress at home because you have something else in your life. And then you know you'll get happier and happier, and eventually you'll be exuding the type of personality that people will want to gravitate to and then you'll get the good people in your life and you'll start to feel even even better That's and then great. you'll attract a boyfriend or whatever or you know whoever you want to be with That's good. That's good. I like that. I would even add that if uh if you're trying to attract people whether it be a boyfriend mm -hmm. or an employer or friends or whatever that's where what we were talking about before makes a difference loving yourself. You got to yes. spend more time doing things to love yourself, I think. Because until you yes. do that, you don't get anywhere. Nothing ever improves. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever um, gets better. Because you're, you're, what are you focusing on all the time? Well, you're focusing on all the things that are going wrong. You're focusing on right. the things that you don't like about yourself, about your life, and so mm -hmm. forth. It's being pretty rough on yourself after a while. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's, it's being a Debbie Downer. A Debbie Downer, yes, that's right. Yeah. Which is not the best thing that to do. Sam. Now, Nasha posted, she said there's some questions up above, so I basically have grabbed the entire chat and put into a, a text thing to see if I can find where the questions are that she was talking about. So let's see. Well, thank you, Nasha, for pointing that out. Yeah. Well, is not on top of his game today. I am not. It's true. <laughs> you know, actually, Nasha, if you're interested, you know, maybe we could work something out so that you could be uh, the official question gatherer and you, you could kind of feed into us. You know, yeah. That would be something, you know? So let's see. Well, first, let me see if I can just find uh, show. Uh, Nasha is uh, lobbying for Dee to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> let's see. Uh, how do you pop on audio only? Actually, Dee you can do that by connecting as normal. And when you connect to the platform, it asks you to approve using your camera and your microphone. Just approve the microphone and don't approve the camera. And that way, yeah, it says like audio yeah. only or, you know, audio right. and video. Exactly. So you have options. Yep. So let's see. Maybe should we ask one of the questions we were asking earlier? Ah, Nasha says, wants to know if religion was man-made. Definitely. And hell and sin and God is way oh, better yeah. than that. And God torturing. God torturing. I've never heard that phrase, but yeah. Hmm. Religion is man-made. you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I talk about this with my boyfriend all the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely man-made. Because <laughs> it's like th there are things in the Bible that, I mean, I don't want to get, you know, too into it. But, you know, there are things in the Bible that are just a bit ridiculous. <laughs> and 
only someone could have made this up. Like, <laughs> who's the author of the Bible? Like, who, like, and who's, you know, and then we're getting ver- different versions of it. So it's like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I, I always like wondered about that. How how could yeah. God, how could the Bible be the literal word of God, but the, the right. words keep changing depending on who you listen to? Exactly, exactly. That, that, that seemed that always seemed a little strange to me. And, and what was so the there... what was the inside edge that King James had? That's what I want to know. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, that's the one that all the evangelicals point to. You know, you have to go to the King James yeah. version. Well, what, what did yeah. King James have? You know? Yeah. What, what, what was his check? Was he on the ark? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> yeah, there were two giraffes and there were two donkeys and there were two King Jameses. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. James? No, no, that's not good. <laughs> We're in a silly mood today. You realize that, right? <laughs> I'm in a silly mood every day. <laughs> well, but I mean, particularly silly today. Particularly you know what it silly. is? It's because I'm drinking an energy drink. No, uh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I've become obsessed with these. This version of Alex is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I, I'm not actually seeing the other questions, Nasha. I mean, I really do need your help. So what are what are the questions that you were talking about? Let's see. Nasha, um, if you could be like the audience commentary uh, person and just copy and paste the questions back to us and say who it's from, that'd be great. Uh, let's see. She says, oh, she says she'd love to do that. She'd love to be the person who's going to be doing that. That's good. And then Yay. she says, because God is way greater than our human beings. Ha, 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 ha. Greater, God is greater than our small human minds. Hmm. What do you think? I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on how you define what God is. Or yeah. who God is, depending on how you want yeah. to describe it. Um, I mean, just because he was here first, that makes him better than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the original version, so I'm the updated version. What now? <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely in a silly mood, no doubt about it. <laughs> But you raise an interesting point. I mean, it, the theory is that God was here first. God uh, created presumably himself, and then he started creating everything else, and then on the seventh day he rested. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. start with that premise, I guess. Does it, the, Is that an accurate depiction of God? That, right. Is that, is, is that what God is? Because I, I have to say it doesn't really fit my image of God. Mm-hmm. My, my sense of what God is, I, I tend to go along with the Abraham Hicks version. Which is okay, that wait. God is what we call God is actually the collective source energy of all the beings who are non-physical. Mm. And that and there there are countless numbers of them. We're not we're talking mm-hmm. way beyond hundreds of trillions. We're talking you know yeah. humongous numbers, and that collective grouping and it's kind of like the world the the, the universe's great mastermind group, right? Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what a mastermind group is, right? You have a bunch of people that yeah. all get together and we all focus on the same thing. Maybe we hash out a topic. Yeah. Maybe we do a group healing. What we did, we did a couple weeks ago to help you yep. and so forth, you know, stuff like that. Well, you mm-hmm. get, you know, billions and to use the Carl Sagan phrase, billions and billions. You get billions and billions <laughs> and billions and billions and billions and billions all kind of working on the same thing, all focused on the same thing. You're going to produce yeah. some pretty powerful stuff. Right. No matter what you're talking about, it's going to be like, mm. you know, really, really powerful stuff. Well, that would be very godlike. Well, my version of God is totally different. And that's because of the show Supernatural, where they do a lot of Bible lore. And there's actually a God on the show. And he's actually not so cool. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, he turns out he's a deadbeat dad. And he has a sister <laughs> that he put in the cage with. Because all the angels have gotten together and they're like, uh, where is he? He's been gone for centuries and nobody's seen him. So, like, he's just a deadbeat dad. Like, and then Lucifer's mad at him. So it's a, it's a whole thing, but it's a fantastic show to watch. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure so, how, yeah. how much clarity there is there, but um, <laughs> cer- certainly a, a, a perhaps a little degree of uh, passive-aggressive hostility. But, you know, beyond that... <laughs> Just a little bit. 
No, but seriously. But I, you know, I do, I do believe that God is, um, you know, all knowing and, and omnipresent and all that stuff. But I stopped going to church when I was like seven. So I don't know much about religion. I'm more spiritual than, than religious. So I believe in like all the gods. So that's, all how, gods. that's my, what, so all the gods. What does that mean? Like Greek gods. Um, what is that? That Indian god with like a million legs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that elephant god with like a million legs. Oh, <laughs> I don't know the names of them, but they're all fantastic. <laughs> they're all fantastic. Well, I'm glad they to hear that. all serve a purpose for someone. So that's that's what. Well, this I is true. This is true. Yes. Yeah. And and we're we're making a lot of fun, but but God or gods are very important to people. Yeah. They, they play mm-hmm. a major role in people's lives, and and I think that's important yeah. to remember that you know. If people don't don't uh, choose to believe in God, you know, just because that's something to do this weekend. This is something right. that, that's very big in, in people's lives, and and they they rely on God. They rely on their belief in God in order to mm-hmm. be taught uh, what they believe is the right way to live. Um, to uh, get a, a feeling that there is a sense of order to the universe, that the universe actually makes sense. That life makes sense. I mean, I've been reading mm-hmm. a book that uh, Louis de Souza recommended to me. Really obscure book by mm-hmm. a woman named Elizabeth Hache, who lived mm-hmm. in the 20th century in Europe. I don't remember which country she was from, but she she went through some really really wild experiences, and she had a very different um, view of life from what I have. I mean, I, I had trouble understanding and even relating to a lot of what she went through because it was so different from not only my yeah. life, but from the life of anybody I know today. I mean, it's just really, really, really different. And that experience that she had really formulated her, her idea of God and of how the universe works in a way that was very clear when you read it. Yeah. But but it was just, all, it, it was so different from anything that I know of that I, I could hardly even relate to it. And that's why I think it's, it, it's so important to recognize people really do count on their belief in God for very definite reasons. It, it often matches up with their culture. It matches up with what they were taught growing up. It matches up with a, a large number of things in their lives. It's, for a lot of people, it's, it's where they get the idea of good and evil and, and what's right and what's wrong. Um, so it, it plays a major role in people's lives. And, and I think it's I don't think we'd be doing people a service if we ignored that, because that is a very big thing. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that I, I kind of get the impression you do believe in God. You just your idea of God is not yeah. necessarily what the church's idea of God is, and that's. I mean, be- it is and it isn't. There's, it there's is. like little. I take I pick and choose what I want to believe in certain mm-hmm. in certain parts of the Bible or whatever. Okay, okay. So, um, and, and that actually that's becoming more and more uh, prevalent. I think. Yeah, people from yeah. a lot of different religions are kind of moving away from what the their particular um, religious institutions teach and are kind yep. of developing their Making own up their own minds. Yeah, which is a good mm-hmm. thing, I think. I, I think. And then you have the atheists healthy. who just don't believe in anything, and then I find them the most interesting to talk to because I'm like, okay, so you don't believe in heaven or hell, so. Where do you draw the line at, like murder and like, like, like what, what draws you for for good and for evil? Like that's that's one of the questions I have. Well, so if I there's can, any I atheists kind of listening right that. now, oh, I, good. I can kind of answer that because I'm not. I was never really sure whether I was atheist or agnostic. I, I kind of like dithered for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I can tell you that among the, the people I know who are atheists, there's never any doubt about what right and wrong is. They just don't think that has to be handed down from on high. They think mm. that, that, that it's kind of self-evident what's right or wrong. And I totally agree with that. Do you really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually have a little doubt about, you know, what, what right, right and wrong being self-evident because I've also noticed that you look from one culture to the, to the next and there are variations in it. Mm. You know, so how self-evident yeah. can it be? Self-evident can it be if the different cultures came and agree on what's right and what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also gotten to the point in my own development where I don't really pay all that much attention to right and wrong anymore, mm. which is really strange for me, because for the longest time mm. I was very obsessed with it. 
I mean, yeah. it, it drove me, I, I was a very political human being and it drove me politically. And so for me uh-huh. to say now that I, I'm really not obsessed with right and wrong like I used to be is a pretty major statement. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. And, and the reason I'm not is I have become more and more accepting of the fact that different people have different values and different belief systems. I don't necessarily right. have to agree with them. But right. I can, but I can accept them. I can accept their, yeah. their their differences, and and if the differences are big enough that I feel like I'm not safe around them, then I will move elsewhere. You know, right? And, and I will vibe, yourself. Yeah. And I will literally vibrate at a different frequency from them anyway, so yeah. they don't tend to be around. Um, I've mm-hmm. I've noticed lately there was a time where I would get lots of contact from people who were not of the same. Um, philosophical orientation or theological orientation of me, you know, that, who are, you know, contesting and, and confrontational and so forth. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't really understand at the time why I was getting at that, getting getting that on a regular basis. And then I started studying the law of attraction and how deliberate creation works and recognizing mm-hmm. that I was attracting that and started changing my mindset. I don't get anybody like that anymore. Yeah. yeah. All the people that I used to be associated with, who I, I would find myself connected with disappeared entirely, mm. just completely mm. disappeared, which I find to be very encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I find that to be very encouraging. Yeah. Because ultimately the one thing that they all had in common, and a lot of them were atheists. The one mm. thing they all had in common was they were very, very certain about what's right and what's wrong. Mm. Very certain to the point of being okay. in your face about it. So yeah, I, I find that a lot with atheists, yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I think I can promise you they, they don't really need to have God handing down the rules to them. They're quite capable of developing them themselves. <laughs> they, yeah. They, they don't look for that kind of thing. Um, yeah. To me, what made the difference for me in terms of, of shifting my belief system was for the longest time people had said to me, well, how do you explain the existence of everything? You know, if you don't believe in God, no, how can you explain the fact that there, there's so much wonderfulness in nature and um, you know the, the, the miracle of the human body and all these other miracles that go on all the time? How, how can you explain all that? And I used to, usually just kind of dismissed it like, oh, you know, there's always just a logical explanation for all of this. Mm-hmm. What made the difference for me was when I got to the point I was feeling very depressed, very uh, disillusioned by... Mm-hmm following the American dream, right? Of, you know, being the hard right. worker and, and going out and, you know, you know, building my career and, and all that kind of stuff. And it didn't lead to where I was hoping it was going to lead at all. Right. And, and that's what I realized. There's something wrong with the model. The mm-hmm. model just doesn't work. Well, if the model doesn't right. work, what does work? And with Louise's mm-hmm. help, I just started getting more in touch with what I felt mm-hmm. and, and with my senses, and as I got yeah. more and more in touch with my senses, then I started to become more interested in and more appreciative of how wondrous life is. Yeah. But I had to go through that first. I had to go exactly. through that, that trough, so to speak, and, mm-hmm. and notice just how separated I was from life, in a sense. I wasn't mm-hmm. really separated, but it felt like it. Yeah. I had to go through that before I could finally say to myself, Screw the the whole thing about the American dream. That's a bunch of nonsense. Let's replace it. it. Let's replace it with what actually works. What actually works? I don't mm-hmm. know. Let's find out. And then I found out it's feeling. What works? It's what works for you. Yeah. Like who's who cares what society says you're supposed to be doing it at yeah. some point in your life? I I had to let that go because that was burdening me for a long time. Mm. Like I was just so depressed that I wasn't at the status that I thought I was supposed to be because I was a certain age or achieving things that I wasn't, that wasn't happening. Like, you know, you're however many years old, you're supposed to be living on your own and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's not me apparently. So once I let that go, I became so much happier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That makes a big difference. And, and it, it, Mm -hmm. it's a combination of things. It's letting go of what other people are telling you to think. Yeah, yeah. But it's also letting go of beating yourself up when it isn't coming out right. Right. A combination. That's ex- yep. That combination is essential. Because when you mm-hmm. start trusting in here, yep. you know, what, what's feeling good in here and following that and doing it in a way that's kind to yourself, you get an entirely different experience. 
Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're in agreement. We're on the same path there, in a sense. We are on the same page. <laughs> so let's see. Well, Masha's been answering um, some of her own stuff here. She says, well, let's see. No, that, that I already read. Jeff asked, how do you raise your vibration? And how do you raise frequency? Okay, we can address those. That's a good question, because I don't even know. Oh, it's really simple. First, you have to define what, oh. what vibration is. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, that confused me for the longest time. Because yeah. I couldn't find any, for for quite some time, I couldn't find any definition of what they meant by vibration. And I what, equate it with just just feeling good, just a good feeling. That's what it is. Okay, exactly good. So yeah. I'm right, as usual. And, and the reason <laughs> that is that's actually a built-in um, measuring device, a barometer, so to speak, yeah. um, that we all have. We we, we very often, I, and I was one who was like this, we, th- we think that we really don't have a connection. You know, we, we'll ask mm-hmm. a question inside, we don't get an answer back. And so we figure, oh, yeah. we're not getting any kind of input from inside, so all this inside stuff is a bunch of nonsense and you can just ignore it. Mm-hmm. But in fact, mm-hmm. the emotions and the senses, but especially the emotions, are our connection mm-hmm. to my inner wall, to who I am inside, to that. Your the, IW. The, the IW, that's right. And <laughs> you like that one, I know. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but anyway, because we have that connection, any time that we're experiencing anything, we can just ask ourselves, do I like it or don't I like it? Does it feel good or does it not feel good? And mm-hmm. that is a way of measuring what's going on inside. Because if it feels good, that means I'm in total mm-hmm. agreement with my IW. And if right. it doesn't feel good, it means I'm in disagreeing with my IW. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what what doesn't feel good. So all of a sudden, now I have a way of knowing what my IW is telling me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may be a kind of primitive form of, of communication in the sense it's kind of like a yes-no thing. But hey, it's a communication. Yeah. You know, Now I've got something I can work with. So mm-hmm. starting with that, I get an entirely different way of understanding life and of understanding mm-hmm. what it's like to connect inside and to get a sense of what it is that I really want in life. Mm-hmm. When I follow that, I get I end up with a completely different route, a different path from the one that I was on before. And it's a much more pleasant route. It's a much more interesting route. Um, yeah. but, but ultimately, to go back to the question, how do you raise your vibration? You raise yourself to a happier place. Mm-hmm. And and one of the big things that Abraham points out is when you focus on anything and you stay mm-hmm. focused on it, you get more of it. So when you focus on feeling happier and you stay on it, you get more to be happier about. Yep. And the more that you focus on that, the happier you get. The exactly. better you feel. So you just keep focusing. Happiness on begets happiness. It does. It develops its own momentum. That momentum mm-hmm. is what drives everything. So how do you get to a higher vibration? By focusing on a higher vibration. It seems so silly. It seems so simple, but that's how you do it. You just keep focusing. It's just so simple. (laughs) I mean, we make it difficult, but it really isn't all that difficult. It's actually pretty straightforward. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, Didi's asking for a meeting ID. I'll give her the meeting ID. It's actually built into the link, Didi, but I'll, I'll just type it out for you. Type, 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 type. There we go. So she's got the meeting ID. Um, and, and then what was it? It, it was vibration and it was something else too. What was the other thing? Um, he asked uh, about vibration. What, uh, what was it? It was, it was basically the same thing. I just don't remember what the other word was. Yeah. I'm not seeing it here. Wow. So much conversation. It, it gets, I really do need to have somebody who's just monitoring the chat just to, to pull the questions out. Cause there's so much conversation now going on, which is great. I'm loving it, but <laughs> it does get kind of hard to follow and figure out where, where are the questions again? <laughs> They're in here somewhere. I know they are. <laughs> I just saw Deidre light up. Oh, we've got, yeah, we do have a third person here. There she is. Let me see if I can unmute her. Uh, <laughs> well, I can do half of it. You're going to have to do the other half, Didi. You'll have to unmute your microphone. There's a little button for that. But once you do that, we'll be able to hear you. So while you're finding that, let me see if I can find... Jeffrey says he prefers Buddhism. Yeah, a lot of people do. Right. Uh, Let's see. It's the most peaceful, I think. Yeah, it's peaceful. It is. I think I got it. There she is. Hi, Hi, (laughs) Jeffrey. Hello, everybody. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Thank you. I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. <laughs> I'm excited that you're you're feeling good after all the stuff that you've gone through. I mean, first oh, of all, congratulations yeah, for manifesting Thank all that you. health. But it's so good yeah. to have you here after all that. This is great. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, I can I can hear in your voice how excited you are about it because I mean you've been yeah getting, I always sound like this Walt. <laughs> I always That's what I'm trying like to this. tell Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's so good to meet you guys. It's, well, nice it's good to meet, to meet you, too. you too. I mean, I do feel like we do know you because we keep seeing your chats right. and, and you know seeing your. I know, I so feel forth. the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? I mean, we, we've been going off in all kinds of directions here about uh, God, the universe, and everything. But uh, um, why, why don't you take your stab at answering Jeffrey's question? What What's the best way to raise your vibration? Do something that you absolutely love. Mm. Really get into that feeling. You know, for me, it's like listening to music. I can listen to some good music and actually start crying because it just feels so good, you know. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. yeah. But whatever works for you in that way, Jeffrey, go for that. Go for that. That vibration is actually pretty simple, isn't it? Once you understand what it is. is. I mean, did, did it take you a while to figure out what they meant by vibration? It took me, like, months. Um... I don't think it did. I don't think it took me a while to figure that one out. I, I figured it was just, like Alex said, just feeling good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, feeling really good. And I kind of got it. See, that, this is where I feel like sometimes I'm I'm way behind the curve and I'm catching up. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you try to make things more complicated when it's really just so simple. It is, yeah. Well, yeah. Part, of, part of it is, is just definitions. I mean... Early on, mm-hmm. when I was hearing, especially the Abraham Hicks teaching and also the Neville Goddard teaching, especially there, mm-hmm. you really have to know what the definitions are. But I would mm-hmm. hear the words being spoken, and I would use the words the way I always knew them to mean, and I'd say, that's meaningless. What on earth are you talking about? <laughs> it, it just didn't match up. So yeah, you almost need a glossary. You almost need a, yeah. a some sort of thing. This is Replace this word with that word, and now it will start to make sense for you. And when I first yes. heard that, uh, you know, replace the word vibration with feel good. Oh, well, why didn't they say so? <laughs> <laughs> so you need like a law of attraction thesaurus. I do. Like this word, exactly. this word yes. also means this word. <laughs> yes. Maybe I'll create one. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and like you guys always say, the, the Neville Goddard decoder ring. The, the decoder yes. ring. That's right. That, that decoder ring is, well, my decoder ring is called Cindy Chavez, but uh, it's a valuable uh, piece of information to have that decoder ring because, I mean, you can learn it yourself, clearly. If you, if you go through the, the Neville books and you go through them, you know, painstakingly, and every time that he draws a connection saying, when I'm saying this, I really mean that, you almost have to write it down yes. and then make a list of them. And if you do that, yeah. then you can, that's basically making your glossary, right? You can start to make sense mm-hmm. out of it that way. But there's also a piece of me that says, why are we making it so complex? Mm. Right? I mean, well, why, why make it yeah. so difficult? You know, is this like, is, is this uh, a treasure hunt game? <laughs> <laughs> but Neville does tend to make it difficult. You know, I guess it's the time that he was, you know, speaking in, you mm-hmm. know, 30s, 40s, 50s or whatever. Right. And being you know, an Englishman or British or, or Islander, he uses certain language mm-hmm. that we just don't get sometimes, you know? So, well, plus he, he was also decoding. very devout. He was a very devout Christian. And yeah. he, he had taken Christian teaching as it was presented at that time and translated into his own thought process, but he felt really loyal to that teaching. Um, mm-hmm. And I suspect it has a lot to do with uh, that guy, Abdullah, who we only know of by name, but apparently he was his main teacher, and that's where mm-hmm. uh, Neville got a lot of his uh, insights from. And I, I feel like if we knew more about Abdullah, it would make a whole lot more sense why Neville presented material the way he did. But the best explanation I can figure is he was he was using the language of the day where religion was concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. He also followed someone named uh, William Blake. I don't know much about him. Oh, Blake, yeah. Blake is a famous British yeah. uh, poet and author, yeah. 
Okay. Was he was he a poet or something? He was a poet and an author. Yeah. Um, I'm trying okay. to think what time frame he was. I I, I don't want to guess. My 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 inclination mm-hmm. is to say 19th century, but I don't know that for a fact. So. Okay. Yeah, but look him up. There's there's. I mean, you can find actually all of his work online if you really want to. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was he was fairly prominent. Yeah. He he is not um, at all in the the spiritual realm he's much more of a mainstream author so you can find a lot of stuff about him yeah okay so how about you can you come up with a a pressing question for us to try to answer we're always trying to come up with these questions to make the interesting conversation nasha and i were talking all morning in fact after the podcast ended this morning Mm -hmm. we took like a 30 minute break and we were talking the rest of the time up until about an hour and a half ago oh my goodness we were talking a lot of stuff yeah i should say (laughs) yeah so i was asking her bring up some of the things that we talked about this morning because they were really interesting and okay. deep. So let's see what we can let's do. See what let's see here. what we can do. Nasha, you remember any of the questions that we talked about this morning or the topics that we talked about? I'm looking at uh, some of the stuff that's been typed. There's a lot of stuff in the chat right now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, there is a lot of stuff in the chat. I'm seeing Jeffrey saying what uh, what uh, he was qualifying his earlier question about um, raising vibration. He his the question was really about what's our favorite way of, of raising vibration. Oh, okay. So what's your favorite way of raising vibration, Alex? My favorite watching TV and dancing in the shower, listening to music and dancing in the shower. That's it. <laughs> my favorite way. <laughs> and organizing things. I like to clean and organize. That's good. Those are good. My, my favorite way is to do a twice daily podcast called LOA today. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I love this. <laughs> yeah. So you get a double dose. I do. I, I get a double dose every single day. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it does make sure me you. feel good to be on this podcast because I feel like I'm helping people. So I do, mm. you know, I'm doing my part. Yeah. I feel like we're building a new kind of community too. Because there mm-hmm. are lots of law of attraction communities, but this one has a feel to it that I, I never really thought about it in terms of building a community until now, but in a sense we are, mm-hmm. we're, we're yeah. attracting in a whole bunch of like-minded people who have, you know, at least some degree of personal development, learning how to apply this stuff in their lives and yep. it's creating a really interesting dynamic to have mm-hmm. all these minds working on the topic at the same time, even though it's just a couple of us usually on screen, you know, yeah. doing the conversation. But you can see, mm-hmm. I, I think what, what's making me thinking about that is looking at all the commentary that's going on in the comments section. Right. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> and, and you think about, try, try to imagine it in terms of like the mastermind concept, where you have all these minds focused on a general topic all at once and all coming in with their own, their own ideas and inspirations yeah. and thoughts and so forth. That's what's going on here. And that's pretty mm-hmm. cool stuff. It's not like the usual yeah. law of attraction group where you're getting people coming in saying what we were talking about before, you know, my life is so miserable, all these things going on and so forth. Yeah. No, everybody who's involved here is energized and alive and focusing on positive and feeling good and having good things happening and manifesting mm-hmm. stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. You know? That's good One stuff. of the questions that Nasha has is yeah. um, how our old beliefs limit the truth of what God is. Mm, okay. How our old beliefs limit the truth of what God is. Yes. Um, and she says, like, how can he be, how can he seem to be so unkind in instances? Mm. Like destroying people, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. I think it also partly goes back to what your definition of God is, what like we were kind yeah. of nonsensically talking about before. We were being silly about it, but mm-hmm. it's actually a very serious question. What do you think God really is? Because otherwise, I mean, we're, I... we're going to run into we're going to run into collisions where you'll have different people who have a different concept of what God is, and they're going to say, "No, God is this." No, 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 God is like this. Well, God's going to behave like that. No, mm-hmm. God's not going to behave like that. God's going to behave like this because they have they have different conceptions. <laughs> Of what God is. Everybody comes from different walks of life and has different beliefs. So we could have that conversation for like four or five weeks. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But in terms of... Um, like, do you guys... Oh, go ahead. 
I'm sorry. Do you guys believe that God is the creator of the universe and us and, you know? Again, it depends I on do. how you define God. You do. I mean, Alex and I, just a, a few minutes ago, we were giving our own uh, conception of what God is. And mm-hmm. in many ways, they were quite different, you know? Mm-hmm. So you ask me, do I think that God is the creator of the universe? I'll, I'll say yes. But what I mean by that is completely different from what, say, the Christian church says that God yeah. is. Yeah. And what that yep. creation is. I'm the same that. way. You know? So are we saying the same thing? <laughs> yeah. I think we are because I'm on the same page as you guys. <laughs> I, I believe oh. that God did create everything, but I also believe that he started with evolution. So, like, you know, from the simplest bacteria to what we are now. Mm-hmm. That's I believe that's where he started. So I believe that in God and evolution at the same time. So I'm a contradiction amongst myself. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Dee Dee? What do you think? I think, yes, that he is the creator of all. I don't necessarily believe in evolution. I don't really understand it, though. Um, that's but okay. Charles Darwin didn't understand evolution, so you're not. <laughs> Charles Darwin. <laughs> A question I do have, though, is um, do you guys think that there is a difference between being religious and being spiritual? I yes. always say I am not at all religious, but that I am spiritual. I think there's a huge I difference. I say the same thing. Yeah, there's a big okay. difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like being religious is like, you know, you believe in a certain thing. You, you, you go to that place of worship every week or however many days of the week you have to go. Um, being spiritual, you believe that God is everywhere, so you don't you don't have to go anywhere to see Him. Yeah, <laughs> and He's within you. That's what I believe. Exactly. So right. So why do I have to go and sit in someone's church? Exactly. You know? Somebody's mm-hmm. saying what I'm thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it that uh, we are all. We I made the joke earlier, and it's a very common one. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience, which we are. Yes. But the key word there is spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings. It's yes. not like it's not like yes. we have to join the spiritualist movement. We already are. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's nothing to join. We're already there. You know. So right. Do am I a spiritual being? Is almost redundant. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yep. I mean, we are. We're all yes. spiritual beings. Does that mean we're religious? Not necessarily. No. Some of us are. Not all of us. Some no. of us aren't. <laughs> no. Some of us couldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> The main question is, I mean, we, I think mankind as a whole has long wanted to know the answers to the ultimate questions, right? Where, where do we come from? Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where, what created all this? Who created all this? Is there a who? You know, all this kind of stuff. You know, where did the universe mm-hmm. come from? What, how, how did the universe start? Did it start with a big bang? Did it start some other way? Was it a small, you know, whimper? What was it? Um, how did all this small whimper? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't. A big bang or a small whimper. Well, I mean, we're constantly told that we should be trying to push the simple button, right? We make things too difficult Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Well, maybe big bang is making it too difficult. Maybe it is a whimper. Maybe it's just a little quiet, and then everything just starts comes comes into existence. Maybe it doesn't have to be this cataclysmic boom. (laughs) And then life started. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, who knows? The point is, though, because we've had all of these ultimate questions, people have tried to answer them. And mm-hmm. that kind of ties into what we talked about earlier, how um, you, you answered it. And I agreed with you that man created religion. Man created, mm-hmm. in a sense, man created God mm-hmm. in one sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of truth to that because man was trying to answer ultimate questions. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever see that ending. So... No. Will religion go away? I don't think religion's ever going to. I think religion's <laughs> going to be with us for you know the foreseeable future. The end of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to keep coming and coming and coming. And the good news is, you don't have to sign up. But if you want to, you right. can. That's right. If you want to mm-hmm. sign up, it's there. You know, they'll take you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll turn you into an evangelist. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> It's entirely up to you. So, did we answer the question, exactly. right, Dee? Yeah, I have another question. Do you guys think that religion was created to control people? Mm. I think religion. I don't is think used that was a necessary. 
Oh, what, what were you saying, Walt? I think it's used to control people. I think a lot of people yeah, latched onto it to I control agree. people. I, I, I wouldn't want to say okay. necessarily that the people who originated a religion, uh, whether it be a mm-hmm. Jesus or a Muhammad or whatever, that their original intent was to control people because it's kind of like the game of telephone, you know, where you mm-hmm. whisper, one person whispers to mm. the next and so on and so forth. There's been a lot of whispering going on for a lot of centuries. For me to, yeah. to, to kind of look at the end result of that whispering and say, well, I know what the original thought process is, were of the people who were starting it, that would be really presumptuous mm-hmm. on my part. So yeah. I don't know what happened at the very beginning. All I know is that mm-hmm. what historical record has told us is that over and over again, people do take advantage of religion in order to control other people. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I was going to say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, then I should just shut up and let you say it. I mean, you're, you you need to talk more. That's all there is. No, I'm just teasing you. So, how are we doing on the questions? Wait, have we got any more to answer for you, Didi, or for Nasha? Nasha, um, let's see. I see Linda is here. Hi, Linda. You can drop in too hey, if you like. Linda. I mean, this platform can handle 100 people, so really feel free. <laughs> it's an all people party. It's an all people party. It really is. Or the merrier. There had to be more questions, though, that you guys discussed during your four or five hours that you were talking. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we did. I mean, can you think of any? What, what were you talking about that was, it doesn't even have to be a question, not just an interesting topic. It was mainly it was mainly about God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you guys come to any conclusions mm-hmm. of your own? Maybe something different from what we've been talking about. Um, she was asking the question: How can he seem so unkind? Like stories in the Bible talk mm-hmm. of destruction and him killing, you know, destroying the world, basically. Yeah. And how can that be if he's a God of if he's all love? How can that be? Personally, I reject Sometimes the idea. He- that, that the Bible is the written word of God. I, don't I think, do too. I don't think the Bible is any more the word of God than any other book. And any yeah. less. I think they are all mm-hmm. equally the word of God. And if you understand yeah. it that way, then it becomes clear, well, it was a human being who wrote that. And right. mm-hmm. human beings are, mm-hmm. we're, we're all connected to and all part of God. So did mm-hmm. God write it? Well, I guess in a sense, a human being wrote it. We're all connected to God. So in that sense, yeah, it's the word of God. But I wouldn't take it as the word of God, the one and only, the final word on everything. I wouldn't take it that way. I mean, there are a lot of people who will do whatever they can to just pull the wool over your eyes for their own benefit. Exactly. I think that's what happened with a lot of the Bible. I I learned that pretty early when I read the Bible um, when I was 14, my my Mm cover-to-cover adventure, which I almost didn't finish, by the way. I got about two thirds of the way through it, and I was I was practically sick in the bathroom <laughs> with what I was yeah. doing. Yeah, <laughs> oh. it was bad. And then I got to, our, to the, I thought, well, maybe the New Testament's going to be better. So I'm in the New Testament. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was marginally better, but only marginally. And then I get to Revelation. I said, Oh no, I can't handle this. This is this is like a horror movie with a sci-fi twist to it. I yeah, mean, right. <laughs> I did finish though. Yeah, I. I tried to read the Bible once um, on a recommendation of a friend of mine. And he was like, yeah, have you ever like just sat down and just read through it? So I was like, all right, I'm going to crack this thing open, dust it off. I, I haven't touched it in years. Let me see what happens. And then I got about three pages in and I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was like, no, no, no not for me. Oh, that's Let funny. me know when the movie comes out. Well, actually, what you want is you want the TV show to come out so you can review it. It wouldn't be that way. (laughs) Right. Yes, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Well, I'm sure when the show does come out, Alex, you're going to be the first one to review it. So. Darn skippy. Always on it. (laughs) Like I said, the closest I've come to is uh, so far is Supernatural and their version of it. So it's hilarious in its own right, but they make a lot of good points. Yeah, it sounds like the points are like jab, 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 too. <laughs> they are, and they aren't. Like, <laughs> it's 
it's it's just how I'm saying it at the moment because I can't go through the whole 14 seasons right now. Like <laughs> this is true. Yes, that is you know. <laughs> Oh my! Well, I'm seeing that the uh, the allocated time of an hour is long past, so I think we'll probably have to draw it to a uh, conclusion here. But first, I want to say thank you, Dee Dee, for having the bravery to come onto the platform and talk to us. It's thank lovely you guys. To, to actually talk to you. This is great. <laughs> you guys too. And I want Aww. to encourage other people to come on too because um, this is a this this isn't just this this isn't the Walt and Alex show. This is let's <laughs> let's talk about this stuff. So I want yeah, to everybody to come, come join. Yeah, we'll just have a big All party. Right. And uh, I want to well, thank I'm everybody. I'm here now, and I'm not going away. You're not going away. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you, I won't be back on the platform till tomorrow morning. So have fun. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I got to go do my hair, so I got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> and with that crazy thought in mind, I will say to everyone, we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>